All right. So welcome to the Past Life Sisters. Do you like that name? <laughs> I love that name. Oh, yay. <laughs> so McKellar and I are Past Life Sisters. Um, we've had multiple lives together. Um, more with you. Probably, I think it's close to 200 or something. I don't know. We'll muscle on to that next you, time. You, also, you look like a cousin of mine. You actually even look awesome. a bit like a family member of mine. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Well, hi, I'm a family mm. member. Anyway. Yeah, and she lives in the gap not far from you. Oh, there you go. There you go. Mm. Um. So, yeah, so I guess my story is um, I call myself a soul healer, NatalieHedges.com, soul healing. I've done a range of things, started out as a scientist for 20 years, was straight-laced all about modern science, and then I kind of did this absolute 180 and now I'm studying kinesiology and I do past life regression, I do spirit releasement therapy, I do soul clearings, um, which is a massive session, five-hour session where we go and clear everything, entities, I give therapy to entities, a um, whole bunch of other stuff. Um, it's harrowing, but it's really not either. It's really not harrowing, but it's really exciting and I love it. Beautiful. Um, really so that's kind of me and what I do. And my mm. lovely friend, Michaela here, is actually a psychologist. <laughs> She's also studying. Like legit. <laughs> a legit psychologist not like me who studied psychology and is still studying some counseling but kind of got distracted by hypnotherapy and past life regression and all this that's okay it's all it's my just... trauma it's all my trauma wounding that got me my qualifications you don't have to envy them <laughs> I, I kind of got bored by the routine psychology went straight for the good metaphysical stuff I'm going over there first so <laughs> so I got distracted and I'm still yeah. getting distracted but um so Michaela has her business, Village Health Mind and Body, with your lovely husband. Um, would you like to just explain a bit about what you do, Michaela? Yeah. So I, yeah, like I said, I'm a psychologist. I I worked as a psychologist for 10 years in private practice, um, working with children and families. I was always drawn to working with children. I um, think now I understand, like, why in terms of the in-child work that we're all doing. I just went straight to the source, you know. <laughs> Um, and then going through like the motherhood portal really, really shifted things in my perspective. And, um, as I was coming out of psychology, I was was starting to feel a little bit frustrated when I went on maternity leave that like the tools that we have in talk therapy only take people so far and it's a slow process. And, you know, some people are really committed to that and like power to them. Um, but I understand people's frustration at the way, at the way, at the pace of it at times as well. So. Um, I guess I was like, you know, open to looking for something new and then the rite of passage of motherhood really expanded my my, my, my mind um, and I came across kinesiology in this time and kinesiology off, has offered me like a lot of new perspective that I think I was really searching for, like how to bring what we do in talk therapy into the body a lot more and use the body to process the emotional experiences that the mind and the body have um, with a lot more like elegance and efficiency and magic <laughs> um so yeah i'm really excited to to meld kinesiology and psychotherapy as my you know learning continues at the moment i'm working as a psychotherapist and i'll dabble in kinesiology tools as my my skill and my confidence increases but I, i've got a huge passion for psychotherapy and um working with people in the talk therapy space yeah that's, that's wonderful that's yeah we're both sort of have that psychology background but we're both 
kind of now stepping forward and dabbling in like energy medicine and and all these other medical metaphysical kind of areas um you know i've taken a few side twists and turns and um which i can understand why i've kind of been led down that path um through other past lives i've had and what i've done and so now it's kind of bringing it full circle and joining all those things together um Mm to really offer people a totally different experience in healing, like you said, other than just straight talk therapy, which on its own doesn't necessarily work. But I think with some energy work, then it paves the way for talk therapy to work much better. You've got a good therapist to work on its own, but there's there's always more. There is (laughs) always more and there's always more levels of healing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and another thing about me and that I think is like relevant to how I kind of operate too is that I have lived experience of somebody who's experienced mental health problems and then cast off those labels. And I, like I, I consider myself, I still experience mental health challenges, but I could, I, I'm not the mentally unwell person that I was at one point in my life. So, and my way out of that has been to understand myself and take responsibility for myself and use the tools that I have learnt about and shared with clients to the best of their capacity. And they actually they do work, <laughs> a lot of them, but it's about getting the right combination and the right thing, the right things coming to you at the right time. And, and we do have guides on that and people like yourself and myself, healers, therapists, however we label ourselves, we, we act as guides for people on their journeys for helping them find the information and the processes that they need at their point in time for what they're coming up for their healing yeah that's really good thank you Mm, that's awesome well i think we can launch together yeah um i'll pop it together and 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 edit it and i'll um got it got Got it it. okay so you you tell it you tell me about the book that you've been reading what else have you been i've been reading many have you been good like because i usually flick forward and books and go okay what's a good bit like i always read the last page first it's true <laughs> and it's your copy so it's highlighted so it's really hard well, to not be drawn attention yeah, i'm really to sorry so, so i let you this book many lives many masters right but i have already made a youtube video on it and so i had to get oh. poignant points and so i went through i had to highlight and dog tag this book everywhere so i could find the pieces so i'm sorry well, it's enormously helpful as a second reader yeah um. well I, i'm a visual person so i deface all my books I highlight them all, underline, right now, like because I want to go back in and just go, oh yeah, that bit, that was really good. <laughs> makes so much sense. So yeah, I, I deface pretty much every book. I've I think got. I have like purity culture thinking around my books. I'm like they must stay pristine, but it's not practical. Well, uh, yeah, it's just I, not. You're like, damn it, it's my book. I'm gonna do what yeah. I like to. <laughs> yeah. pay for it. Um, but awesome. that is an amazing book, um, and that's where it started for me. Um, I was in a book club. Um, yeah. like at 19 and they sent you like random spiritual books and the two oh, random cool. books I got was Many Lives, Many Masters by Dr. Brian Wise and the second one was The Other Side and Back by Sylvia Brown, which is a, a world-renowned psychic. She's passed away now and she can see her guide and has always been able to see her guide since about the age of four yeah. and she – um. Sorry, sorry, she doesn't see her guide. She hears her guide. It's this high-pitched chirping. So she doesn't see. She hears her guide in her ear. Mm-hmm. Um, and she gives her a whole repertoire of this book of her life story and literally what heaven's like. Um, wow. But and these also- books just landed in your lap. 
It just landed in my lap, and there were two how relevant you, how books, did you join the book club? mirroring you each other. And I'm like, I was 19. I'm like, oh my god, that um, would have been mind bending at 19. And I was studying science, ironically. Ooh, interesting. <laughs> so um, this book, and that would probably be a good next one for you. Is um, yeah. Life, uh, when that was it, the other side and back by Sylvia Brown. So she, um, she does like readings for people, uh, psychic readings, but she was also able, she's a, like a trans medium. Um, mm. so she can leave her body and her guide comes in and speaks and gave whole lectures through her body. Um, but she had no memory of that when that happened. Okay. And, um, and so, um, yeah, she had an interesting life because she still went through crap. She still got divorced. I think she got married three times. She was in a really bad domestic violence situation. And she would say to her guys, <laughs> yeah, she'd say to her guys, tell me this is happening. They're like, oh, you never asked. And they're like, what? And she's like, oh, well, we can't tell you things unless you were asking. <laughs> so they. Like that, like, like that. Like, like the, how do you learn these rules? Like you only you have to ask to be told things. Well, they're the rules apparently. You do choose to incarnate into this planet and you choose to relinquish your memory and forget who you really are and okay. you but you've planned the major challenges like your, your your higher self has like planned all these you know you and your higher self really um you've planned these major challenges that you're going to go through and face mm. and you know you have soul contracts with everyone in your life like even a one night mm. stand that's a soul contract like everything's a contract um and everyone's a, a player on the stage yeah, literally, you are. You are just. This is a game. This Even this dentist. This is an illusion. This is a game. You're in a giant game for your mind. You know. Do you know what blew my mind? Sorry, in um um many lives, many muscles. Is the, the idea that like the souls reincarnate in families and how we're all just bumbling around with each other and you can feel it in interactions, can't you? Well, you change roles. So like, okay, like, okay, this lifetime you be the mother and next lifetime I'll be the daughter and like you just be swapping roles. You know, okay, you be the husband this time and then I'll be the, I'll be the wife. Because I met, I had a client um, that I did hypnotic session on and I've been his husband before. <laughs> so You've been his husband? I've been his husband. Oh, my God. Um, I sort of had this massive download about him that um, it's getting a bit complicated but um. <laughs> So I had this download that um, I've been his husband and he was the wife and we had three children and um, she, like he, she died, but I was mm. okay with the three kids. And mm. the three children that he has now are the three children from that lifetime because they lost each other. Um, wow. Yeah. It was, it was back in Lara. It was a really long time ago. Yeah. Um, and, and did you know when he came as your client that that, that crossover that was there? No, no. I sort of, I got a sort of a download about this person and, yeah, Spirit showed me a few pictures about him, like I could see he had a piece of his heart missing mm. and they showed me then that I had the piece and I'm like, oh, come on, no, can I give it back? Just let me. And they're like, no, no, it has to go back in a certain way. And I'm like, mm-hmm. so, um. But yeah, then I yeah. So sometimes you you can get a psychic download if you like, where, mm-hmm. you know, when it's time for information to come to you, then it can come to you via like a, a download. Um, mm-hmm. 
is what sort can of it come in in like through people yeah hmm. yeah because like you know like sometimes you're driving along in your car and hmm. maybe something's going on in your life some issue and a song comes on it's just what you needed to hear like some line you're like oh my god yes yes yes, yes 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 i've had that or even just like you know like when you're churning with a problem or something and then all of a sudden like a person who's in in your field offers something and you and it's all it's like the, it's like the key and everything just goes you know like, huh that's exactly what i needed but yeah. you didn't know that they were going to give it to you you know and that's that's another way spirits communicating with you is synchronicities like yeah that's your little ding 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 um you know it's all lining up for you you know like some people see like a lot of people have been seeing re- recurring numbers like 555 333 111 like you know on digital clock and mm-hmm. and they're like you know little messages from spirit like synchronicity and you know you can google these numbers and that each one has like a different, different meaning. Different meanings, yeah. I think some people have made up some of the meanings. <laughs> I don't know if they're really relevant. But um, for me, whenever I see it, you know, like five, 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 it's always like it's like heaven's giving you a high five, like nice. <laughs> like a like a wink from heaven kind of thing. You're like, yeah. oh, thanks for that. Um, feathers yeah. are that for me when I find feathers. Feathers are angels, um, kind of making their presence known. Um, mm particularly like for me it's like white feathers mm. um you know it might be little ones might be larger ones but yeah definitely I you feel kind of more angels around when there's feathers that's a common uh calling card I found five today well yeah yeah that's, <laughs> that's your angels going hi and one and one was actually like under a bush while I was retrieving a ball for my son so yeah. like it was just sitting there like waiting but if I hadn't gone hunting it was that you know I would have found it was do you collect um feathers because you wear some in your hair sometimes don't you kind of use them in your altars and make feather ones and yeah yeah Yeah. so heaven's like here you go here's a feather here's another feather yeah no I've got a crystal vase that was my nana's that's actually chockers full of feathers at the moment oh wow there you go I've got like a pot plant and I just shove feathers in the pot plant when I find one (laughs) I have somewhere to put them yeah, nature foraging organization is quite quite like a thing. Hey, we could do a whole podcast about that. <laughs> well, I collect stones now because I live right at the base of a mountain, <clears throat> and I had like a vision of this whole mountain glowing with mm-hmm. like this white kind of energy. And I realized, you know, I've been there a few times. Go there reasonably mm-hmm. often, I guess. Um, and people go there for the energy, really. Um. A lot of a lot of mountains in the world. Uh, there's a lot of crystal deposits under the mountains, which makes them super powerful, um, because there's a lot of like crystalline energy in like these giant veins of clear quartz and stuff. I found some in mm. Australia, that are, like like bigger than men. <laughs> you know, they're just these massive, you know, clear quartz and stuff. Um, but just the energy in mountains, in particular, like you know, like you hear of Mount Shasta. In the, <laughs> one example but they're all over the world really um and so the mountain that i live near is is you know really so i just collect the earth stones from this mountain because mm-hmm. i actually realize that some of them are far more powerful than some of the crystals i have you know and i've yeah. started out doing my work in crystal grids um you know doing entity removals in crystal with crystal grids which is still works it's still pretty powerful um 
But then when I use some earth stones, man, I can open portals and stuff <laughs> do all sorts of crazy right. stuff. Well, um, like, well, that makes sense because you're, you're, it's Mother Earth's energy. Like if you're yep. working directly with source. And, and people don't understand the earth energy is actually really powerful, which is why they use the ley lines. Um, yeah. You know, and they've been corrupted and and sort of hijacked in some areas around the earth. Um, mm. And I even like I go through a, a walk in my neighborhood, and you can see spell casting, and it's like these council signs with like bushfire awareness. And it's a picture of a bushfire, and I'm like, yeah, you're like prodding that down into the earth. That's mm. like you're putting that energy in the ley lines. Mm. Um, that's like spell casting, really. Um, if you think about it. So every time I walk past, I'm like creating this ball of light and I'm like, I'm just going to chuck that down in that pole for you and just nice. spread that through that ley line. I'm just going to just say like that. Because <laughs> obviously the council don't know that they're doing this. Yeah, every time I walk past, I'm like, yeah, let's do another one. Let's do another Um, So, yeah, that's – but, yeah, certainly, you know, like all the monolithic, you know, like statues. Like have you seen some of those shows, Ancient Aliens? Um, and they talk about, you know, all these different kind of monolithic just kind of stones that are all in like grids, like mass big earth-sized, land-sized grids, you know, like in particularly in Europe. Um, like Stonehenge. They're but... still there. Yeah, Stonehenge. Well, Stonehenge was a big portal. It does, yeah. It's not open anymore. But it was like the Druids um, and they were using it as a portal. It was quite a big portal. Talk about portals because, like, my understanding of portals is, like, from, like, Marvel Universe stuff. Well, that's, like, the <laughs> stylized, fantasized version. <laughs> um, well, portals just going to, like, a different realm, dimension. Um, we could mention that the military is already travelling through portals, but we probably shouldn't mention that. <laughs> probably shouldn't say that. Um your soul, when you go to sleep at night, uh, your soul is traveling through portals. Okay. Like, like wormholes, you know, you're going through different dimensions and, you know, you're off traveling because your soul doesn't need to sleep. So as soon as your body sleeps, like, right, I'm out of here. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, you, you might call this astral travel, you know, so. I was going to ask, is this, this described as astral travel? At yes. Some yes. Okay. Yeah. Cause you're in your astral body going, going off yeah. traveling. So if okay. you can't sleep at night, like you're tossing and turning, that's your higher yeah. self going, yeah, no, you're not going astral traveling tonight. You have to stay in your body. And that's when you stay really restless. So your body's like, no, nah, it's not safe to go out or there's some astrological thing going on or as, you know, earth and it's just, it's not safe. And so your higher self's like, no, nah, you're going to have to stay in your body. Um, and that's when you have a really, really interesting, Natalie. Did I tell you that after the session I had with you, like my sleep became far more consolidated and I had mm-hmm. been grappling with that for months slash years. Yeah, so that can be a couple of things. So so I did a big clearing session on Michaela, the big clearing sessions that I do. That's the um the angelic uh angelic regression universe. No. Angelic, angelic regression universal um alchemy. Um so that big clearing session, we're clearing a whole bunch of energies off people which a lot of people don't understand and don't realize exist in this in this realm. Um, and so we are clearing portals in your home as well as on your body, mm-hmm. um, dark portals. A lot of people have dark portals in their home. They don't realize like your neighbors have them. They're just everywhere. Um, unfortunately. Um, so once we sort of clean them up and then the entities 
on you and any any other AI technology and anything else, then yeah, it is more peaceful for you solely. Then you can go off and do your organic stuff, which is which and, and is, that and yeah, that's what the experience was. It was like my soul was had more peace, and so I was like allowed to rest. Like, yes, <laughs> yes. Like, so I was like, I, was yes. like I can go traveling. Yes. So come back to dark portals. When you say like they're everywhere, they're in your neighbor's house. Like it's unfortunate. Like what, what's a dark? <laughs> you can't just say things like that and then move on. Like come okay. on. <laughs> well, you know we're in an AI matrix, that like AI inverted matrix. So you, you've seen the movie The Matrix. Yes. <clears throat> okay, that's that was like a documentary. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm aware of this, but I also like see a lot of movies and forget a lot of movies. But yeah, like it's just a movie to me. But I understand that there's messages in it. Like I get, yeah, I get the, the, the yeah. concept is there that yeah. it's a it's an AI inverted. Oh, it's an AI matrix. People, a lot of people don't realize it's inverted. Um, what do you so, mean inverted? What do you mean inverted? Uh, hijacked, corrupted. Uh, have you heard of David Icke? I think you've yeah. heard of David Icke. We've yeah, yeah, yeah. David Icke. So he has. Um, done many lectures about about this um worldwide lectures millions of views written 20 books written a lot about this stuff he was a football player wasn't he yeah but then he, he got just- arthritis in both hands and then he um became like a speaker for a political party and then um then did an ayahuasca trip and that changed his life <laughs> that's something like he was a regular joe like he was yeah yeah, yeah, but he, he um he saw a few psychics because he had like started having some like healing done with mm-hmm. some healers and then he felt compelled to go to Machu Picchu. Um and he had he did I think he did an ayahuasca trip there or something. Anyway, he mm-hmm. had a massive download for like five hours from an angel and then told him all mm-hmm. this stuff and mm-hmm. what his life was gonna be. It was, it was prophecy, was it like stuff yeah. that was gonna be yeah, yeah. basically. Yeah. Um and yeah, he's exposed a lot of things um i don't again i don't i can't say and i don't know if it's all necessarily true um this is not the realm of the absolute and we always have to remember that this is not the realm of the absolute this is the third dimension mm-hmm. um and it bring, is, sorry, bring, yeah sorry yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry it is sorry. a create your own reality so your truth is your truth but not necessarily the truth for another person <laughs> um, pick apart what we want to do pick apart that Pick a path. No, pick like a path. pick a well, path. Well, yeah. Choose your own adventure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah basically. Yeah, so it's like um, there's so many timelines, like there's parallel realities. Um, you, um, yeah, it's it's a lot more complicated than what people think. So, yeah. A lot of people don't think about it. <laughs> you're, you're walking in a world full of the manifestations of others. Right. And a lot of people get caught up in observing the world of others, but it's not necessarily their world. They're not actually, um, yeah, creating their own reality. Yeah. So it's some people get really distracted because your five senses are like liars to you because they're not telling you everything. Well, um, yeah. I mean, I see this in therapy. Like people come in believing that what their minds tell them is true. Like yep. it's, you know, we accept thoughts as beliefs, truth, fact. Yeah. Because like, we're taught to from childhood. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. We're not, we're not taught any, how to separate from them either and mm. more like techniques around that. Yeah, we're not we're not taught to listen to our internal uh, intuition, you know, that gut feeling, <laughs> the no. nudges. Um, no. We doubt ourselves so much that we end up listening to the crap from society or from family, 
from yeah. school, like any institution, well, control yeah. structure. <clears throat> yeah. Um, we listen to the fear, the, well, the fear messages because that's the illusion of safety, how we create safety. Yeah. And the, and the brain and the body want to feel safe. And it's, yeah, but I can see like if you're responding to the manifestations of others, what you perceive to be safe is like what other people potentially I give. Yeah, it's a, it's a other it's a other creation, not your own. Anyway, come back to dark portals and David Ike. So we went on a bit of a tangent, didn't we? <laughs> um, okay, so dark portals you can have them on your body. Um, dark portal. Okay, so dark portal is obviously where shadow beings can come in and out dark entities dark force entities might be another term demonics um they can come in and out you know wherever these ones are sometimes they spy they're collecting information sometimes devices can come through these things and be attached to people a bit mm -hmm. like ai ai spiders um mm -hmm. other forms of technology implants explants Mm. Um, a whole bunch of stuff that you wouldn't want, really. Okay. That's a good summary. That's a good summary. Okay. Yeah. We kind of leave it there. Like, it's cool, yeah. but, yeah. you know. It's, 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 it's like a regular portal called a light portal or is it just a portal portal? Well, regular portal is <laughs> just a regular portal and they're everywhere too. You do, I think each human has like a normal portal and that's like their access point to the universe. I tried clearing one once and the angel said, no, no, that's how they get to the universe. You can't clear <laughs> I'm like, oh, sorry, that one. That one. Okay. <laughs> But leave that one. They're like, yeah, okay, thanks. Sorry, Archangel Michael. Um, <laughs> leave that one there. So, yeah, um, not everyone has them. So I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to make that gross generalization. I majority of people that I've cleared um, have had them. Adult portals. Um, but, yeah, not everyone. Okay. Yeah. And, and mm. we class all these things as infringements um, because mm -hmm. of the, <clears throat> the nature of the AI matrix. And, and, like, if you don't have awareness of this stuff, are you not impacted by it or you just don't even really know how you're impacted by it? You don't know how you're impacted by it. But okay. so it's you, like that. It's when your ignorance is bliss state. Yeah. So when you have different infringements on you, which could be a range of all the different things we've talked about plus a bit more, yeah. um, you can transmute and convert those as your soul energy rises as you're doing inner healing like and we're talking shadow work here we're talking <coughs> healing deep trauma as you're naturally okay. healing those things those things would naturally start dissolving anyway okay so you're not reliant on someone like yourself no. to do these things you're like you and your own life journey can will evolve yes. Yeah, yes. okay. From my understanding, yes, that, that is yeah. possible. Um, Self-agency exists. <laughs> but this stuff does exist. So it, when you have like a clearing session, it's like accelerating the process yeah. because yeah. when you have like a clearing, like the big session you and I did um, with the work we did with you, and I've got some on my YouTube channel and I'll put up some more, um, it's basically clearing some crap you could probably clear in a couple of lifetimes. So really accelerating your healing journey, which is pretty awesome when you think about it. Um, it's like, well, yeah, I get to skip ahead. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also, you know, we're that on this. That explains why I felt, I have felt so, like clear since doing it too. Yeah, because we are in the Ascension timeline and now is the time when people are invited to connect with source, to connect with their higher selves, for mm -hmm. the veil to be dropped between us and the spiritual realms. 
like now is the time we're here um, though like right like 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 there's there's too much like the, there's people saying there's already been too much revealed like too much has come through people are seeing more than they ought to yeah. at this point yeah. yeah and and that's the point this is the point of the great awakening a lot more people are realizing there is crap going on in the world but they are having more uh visions more experiences with spirit uh, yeah. more downloads um you know, you see the movement, like the the rise of the alternative healers, like you and I, like we're we're studying mm. kinesiology, whereas like 10 years ago, 15, 20 years ago, you and I were studying psychology. <laughs> We've yeah, done this whole true. Backflip. true. Um, Which still has a place and is relevant, but I know what you mean. Yeah. It was it was it was a much more um, boxed way of thinking about humans Absolutely. in the world and how we interact interface with the world. Yeah, no, you're right, kinesiology is a whole different yeah, and I, I see the evolution of psychology, which is really exciting because it's like this big circle where there's like metaphysics and alternative healing on one end rising to the top and then there's traditional <laughs> psychology talk therapy and they're almost meeting. They're almost meeting at the top of the circle and you're like, oh, you guys are so close. Like, oh, I can really feel it. The but, psychedelics are yes. coming in. Like, yeah, I hear you. Yeah, it's all converging. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And it's, it's wonderful when you're studying, like I've studied <clears throat> counselling on and off because, you know, I did my psych degree and now I'm still tinkering with my master's in counselling. Um, and you see these modern writers and they're including so much more spirituality stuff in mm. textbooks and in other things yeah. acknowledgement like, of intuition even just being part of like your your sensory system your interoception yeah um and um, I'm sorry sorry can you go shut the door please okay I'm sorry I'm sorry darling sorry can you shut the door please Close it properly, Brad. <laughs> Sorry, I have a grumpy preteen. She just came back from school camp, which is really tired. Are we being loud? Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I'll edit this out. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what I was talking about. How did she go at the camp? Oh, yeah, good. She's tired. They come back really tired. Um, we were talking about how. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Evidence of the metaphysical and the traditional. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, I did. I recently did this subject and it was on cultural, mm. you know, which was really awesome. But they were talking about how, you know, in different cultures, um, different conditions mean different things. And even, mm -hmm. you know, when you can get in your local shaman, you know, and how people mm -hmm. get different healings. Mm -hmm. because there's more that open belief about entities and the effect mm -hmm. of the unseen universe and spiritual mm -hmm. or spiritual realms and how they absolutely can, you know, impact a person's life and certain healings are done to banish away, you know, cast away evil spirits. And this mm -hmm. is very historic in some cultures. And you think, yeah, Western culture needs to catch up. This stuff's mm -hmm. been around for hundreds of years, sometimes thousands. You think of the Navajo Indians, the Hopi tribes. Um, you think about, you know, the Asian traditions. They know all this stuff. Mm. You know, it's everybody knows this stuff. And then you talk to you. Just the Westerners <laughs> resisting against it to the hills. <laughs> you talk to, you know, the Americans and the Eurocentric um, cultures and they're like, what? <laughs> it's like yeah guys catch up please 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 catch up yeah, <laughs> um stop stop doing the but, but western culture is, really is, old 
Western culture is blind spotted in, in in many aspects of that. Like yeah, well, it's Eurocentric, you know, isn't it? It's um, it's just a denial of these things, um, conformity, you know. Um, yeah. Right. I'm trying to like. I'm no historian and I'm no like cultural commentator, but I'm like, you know, trying to figure out. Like, well, it's, the- it's divide and conquer and power is might and, you know, so the survival of the fittest mentality and the intellect rules. Like, this is he, very he with the most toys wins. Yeah, this very left brain model. Um, well, that is what was through all colonialism, wasn't it, that was inflicted mm-hmm. upon, you know, everywhere where they you know, you think about the Roman, the Roman Empire, how they spread, and then it was the English, and then it was the Dutch, and mm. you know the French, and you think, well, yeah, you guys really stuffed up half the planet. <laughs> Stuff. Well, um, no, it was, but it was, but it's everything's necessary, right? Yes, yes, <laughs> and, and it's kind of coming full circle. Rising. <laughs> it's coming full circle now because a lot of that stuff needs to heal. Um, yeah. well, yeah, like you said, um, divine feminine. It's going back to even ancient times, isn't it? Um. Because there was the matriarchal societies ruled in ancient Egypt. The females were the priestesses and ruled and men were, you know, they raised the children, not necessarily subservient, but they, I guess, had on different roles. And then there was the imbalance and then the patriarchal But they had different value in society. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So when the patriarchal rose, they're like, trot on the females and 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 that went on for thousands of years and that's the rise of the divine feminine is healing that now so it's um, still continuing though i saw something this morning that when the more the number of children a woman has for each child she takes a four percent um pay cut every for every additional child four percent less pay and men get a six percent pay increase when they become fathers because they're perceived as being more reliable and dependable (laughs) <laughs> what just because you can breed <laughs> oh man perceptions uh, that's weird isn't it yeah so yeah. yes human society really needs to change and that's why all these lovely star seeds have come here to <laughs> raise consciousness and to show that there is a different way um and it's not the ways of our forefathers unfortunately um we do need to transform and change. And I think that's why there's so much innovation. You see so many awesome things coming out. It's like, yeah, it's the higher vibe souls coming in, bringing all that. It, isn't it wild to be the generation in between, though, like looking at our parents who are still like very stuck in a lot of that um, Absolutely. fear programming and the manifestations of other people's lives, living their lives according to those rules, and then having these children that reflect back to you like such divine truth and like, magic and it's undeniable like being in the middle of that being the bridge for that it's hectic at times but you're right we are the bridge because we're like gen x so like our parents the baby boomers you know like i don't know if you've heard of the dolores cannon book the three waves of volunteers and the first wave was our parents generation and they had the toughest toughest time because they're the first wave of high vibrational souls that came in and the um, most damaged by it, right? Yeah, and they're still carrying the traumas of the previous generation, yeah. uh, largely unhealed in a lot. And then there's the next wave, which is kind of us, you know, like Gen X kind of thing. Mm-hmm. We're all in our, you know, 40s or we're hitting into our 40s now. Um, mm-hmm. And then you have the newer generation um, 
of you know like our children so children like uh, I suppose like 15 and under um, mm. and they're all really high vibe souls like even mm. higher than us and you think mm. oh you guys are really rocking it they're really mm. but then they don't fit into the you know modern schooling systems they don't mm. fit into anything in this realm and you think yeah you guys came for the next bit didn't you, you came- <laughs> they're 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 in waiting <laughs> you came for after ascension and and that's really what they came for <clears throat> Um, um, can I tell you what my son said the last night watching the water go down the, the plug hole in the bath? He goes, yeah. maybe water and go down the drain. <laughs> he can, like, see where he wants to go, you know, and can, mm. like, mm. transform. I was like, yeah, buddy, go there <laughs> in your imagination or wherever you go, whatever you do. I don't know what you have that I don't have, but go there. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're pretty amazing, these new um, these new kids that are coming through. and. It makes you think, you know, the the current medical systems that don't understand what these kids are and who they are, and they try and fit them into the oh, you have ADHD or you have yeah, and cut them down to size and regulate them with yeah. medicine. Yeah, it's they're just a high vibrational soul. I mean, it's a bit like it's a bit like schizophrenics for so many years. Oh, you see things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just people that see dimensions mm-hmm. and spiritual stuff. Mm-hmm. And you call it a hallucination. <laughs> to be fair, it can really affect the function of your life. And put a, just like no, a they're just seeing different dimensions, literally, and they're just. But but, but as you said, like because there's not systems around them to understand that, then there's no capacity for them to integrate into society no. and and be and be celebrated for those gifts. Yeah, and it's the same <laughs> with like multiple personality disorders. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're different soul fragments coming through. Like mm-hmm. they're just a very fragmented person. And they're literally mm. different past life personalities coming through. Like they're full on personalities. Mm. Uh, it's a very extreme version of a fragmented soul. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but like they come they, through. They come through like that from birth usually. Like no, it gets triggered by a trauma. But they already they already would have been fragmented, quite mm-hmm. fragmented when they came through. <clears throat> um, and then there's a triggering event. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've had one client. And the current life personality was not coping. Mm-hmm. And so, like, within the soul's uh, collective consciousness, I guess, another personality came forward. And mm-hmm. They weren't dominant. They weren't running the show. But they were, they were being a dominant force because the current personality couldn't cope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I was trying to clear them like an entity but a personality when you're talking to it, it um when you're talking to a personality it's very different from an entity like they have more attitude mm-hmm. and you're like yeah. oh, a minute. this is not an entity yeah. I'm talking to because they know they speak differently and and you it takes a little while to tweak this is a personality different mm-hmm. it's very different like I you can't clear a personality no you can't and um well you can it just depends what it is so um Entities are very personality um, a creation of the ego. It, well, there is more ego present, um, but it's part of the consciousness. So, like a a an entity is usually like a disembodied, you know, like a spirit, basically. So they have like a few more tools, more access to things. They kind of know that they're not alive anymore, mm-hmm. um, and they can be a bit more psychic, and they. You know, they have more abilities, basically, whereas mm-hmm. like a portion of consciousness is either part of the existing host, like an altar, mm-hmm. or, a, you know, they're 
a personality segment from a past life that's kind of, this is still part of the same soul they can't just mm-hmm. like float off separate off yeah they're have... part of it so i had to yeah. ask this one to recede please <laughs> um because the past the current personality needed to um needed to heal and needed to come forward and run the show mm. and they did they receded um but they were there manning manning the fort because the current personality wasn't coping mm-hmm. um do you know and- much about sorry you go for me no, no, no. I can't remember what I was going to say after that. Um, oh, yeah. The other, the other thing that's a personality is when you have a portion of a living person attached to somebody else and they're a bit more harder <laughs> to get off people, <laughs> like people's mothers. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I actually think we need to do a session about this <laughs> because I was um, I've been quite activated by something like a dynamic happening between my daughter and I. And I've been trying to unpack that and I've been like working with through that. And then my mother revealed to me that she was really triggered by my daughter in the same way a few weeks prior. And I think my, like I've taken on my mom's anxiety. So what do you think a portion of your mother is attached to you? I think so. I feel her in, I feel my mom and I in my interactions with my daughter when we're in conflict. There could, there could be some um, entanglements there, like, cords that are a bit not quite so healthy so you can have like quantum entanglements which they just call cords um and sometimes they can just not be very healthy um in your interactions and they can be cleaned up um you know and sort of have more light and healing but yeah Mm -hmm. i have had some clients where their mother is attached to them like a portion of their mother might have been when they were two years old a portion Mm -hmm. broke off and you know like a helicopter mother kind of thing or or, you know, I lost you in a past life and I don't want to lose you again at this point, mm-hmm. um, like an overprotective part. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. they're really hard to get off because they're like, no, no, this is my baby. I don't want to lose him. My role. Like, this is I'm here. This is what I'm here to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they can be a bit more challenging to move along. I've um, had to do a fair bit of therapy on one of them. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I guess I just realised, like, like, you know, like, you know, you can kind of feel like you're processing something and while it's relevant, like maybe it's not yours. And then when my mum revealed to me that she had been triggered by this a few weeks ago, I was like, huh, because all of a sudden my stress around it just went, like, it's like it wasn't mine, really. But I, you know, like you're responsible for what's in your awareness, so I was trying to process it because it was like an impediment to Yeah, me. You, re- you recognised it and you went, oh, hang on. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it was, it was, really, it was really interesting when my mum gave me that piece of information. It was, I just had this, like, flash of, like, that was never mine. Like, that was her, her stuff, like put on me and it felt like yeah yeah and it's when people say oh it's like my mom's literally on my back about it and you're like yeah that would be it (laughs) that's what it feels like feel it yeah or their mom never leaves them alone something some you know dysfunctional relationship with with that person and i'm sure it's two-way with my mom too i know that i also would be yeah would i like she can she often feels when i'm out of sorts or distressed or yep. um, you can sense it. And, yeah, and they're, yeah. the reason they're a bit more challenging is, I guess, because they're living. It's not like a disembodied consciousness. It's living, so there's more personality involved, like you said, and so mm-hmm. then you have more ego involved. Yeah. Um, and there's kind of that <laughs> lack of, yeah, lack of extra resources because you can ask an entity to, you know, recall and go back and, um and they can bring up memories pretty easily, whereas portions of consciousness, not they're pretty, uh, pretty stubborn, and that they're, they're kind of fixated on their 
the mentality that they were in when they broke off. Um, mm-hmm. so, not, so not as fluid entities. No, also. so you have to give them a bit more therapy um, mm-hmm. and you have to really help them along. But, I mean, their higher self will assist if you direct mm-hmm. them, but you've got to direct them in the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I literally had to do like past life therapy on one to get them to finally see the patterns that were really dysfunctional this is not a good idea to stay attached and mm. um even had to call in some ancestors to come and take them off <laughs> it was a bit full on the bounces <laughs> yeah yeah basically like like and even then their higher self came in and went you need to leave <laughs> that was, it's getting a bit forceful there um but yeah that it, it is possible absolutely to have a portion of a living person <clears throat> attached to you like an entity and and being just as interfering and annoying um mm-hmm. it's yeah it's a form of entanglement but um mm-hmm. and an infringement but it's more like a personal dealing one i would say i would call that that like that's part of your shadow work you got to sort out um mm. But you've obviously have strong contracts. Well, I am. I work out a layer and then it comes up for another layer of processing and yeah. then I work through that layer and then another layer comes up. We all have layers. We are all like an onion and there's lots of layers. Who would have thought Shrek would have so much wisdom? <sighs> no, and you just you learn something new or you clear something. You're like, oh, man, I'm so glad I did that and I'm so glad I learned that and I feel anew now and you feel like you go and recharge the world. Yeah. And- Few weeks or months later, boom! They drop something else on you. Like, oh man, <laughs> thought I knew everything. Totally. Now. totally. Just, not even everything, but you just thought you know, like you thought you were like on steady ground, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was thinking that like a few, probably like a month ago, and then I got thrown a curveball. I'm like, what the? Where did this come from? <laughs> now nice this, I didn't even go in front of it. It just came to me, and but then like it led to something else. And then something else, and then I needed to know that something else, and I'm like, oh, okay, I see. Now it all makes sense. Now. I Trust wasn't brought it in that way, but okay, I can see. Why Trust the going. mystery. Yeah, it was because I, I, just, I got entangled with something, and I'm like, oh man, I didn't even ask this. Someone like told me to go and look over there, and I went and looked over there. And I'm like, <laughs> I didn't want to look over there. I had no intention of looking over there. I'm supposed to be here today. And then I got entangled in. Like some mystery school doing something, and um, and then, oh yeah, it got real messy. Um, I don't know. My life's just a bit weird sometimes. <laughs> well, when there's many lives, I can understand weirder. why it gets complicated. And w- when I say weird, I mean like weird spirits turning up to your house sometimes when you're not expecting it. And um, how do you know when they're there? Um, when you got visitors. Uh, sometimes I can. I feel them. Um, no, it's not really feel. I don't know. Sense. Sometimes I can like perceive their shape and form. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I get a download. Sometimes I hear like spirit will be saying something to me, but like, it's very distant. So I don't always, it's more just a knowing, like a clear cognizance sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like you're like, oh crap, there's a whole bunch of people standing in my lounge room. Why are they there? <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah, that's because I opened a portal in my treatment room. I forgot about that. It's always a reason, Dal. That was an accident. I... These... you got to be careful when you play with crystal grids um, and then you just leave them there overnight. 
Don't so I, let, I, I accidentally opened this portal in my treatment room and um, I think I was, I was trying to, that's right, I was trying to clear my books. Oh, from college. <laughs> <laughs> and then I accidentally opened a portal at the same time and then a whole bunch of entities. on purpose. I had no idea what I was doing. And then um, so all this, all these entities came through that needed healing that wanted to mm-hmm. try to get to the light. Um, as I sort of just woke up, like, you know, my dog wakes me up if there's something going on and mm-hmm. I'm like, holy crap, there's a whole bunch of people. <laughs> so I had to, I to so, sort and- that out. And then coming for for healing for the light, like that's what that's what they're, they're yeah they wanted to go the light. I didn't know where the portal was. Found out later where it where it was linked to. Um, mm-hmm. wasn't a good place. Um, that <laughs> was. Uh, yeah, I don't even know what I can, what I can say. <laughs> Somewhere <laughs> where some bad stuff goes on and people was die. Hell? Uh, no, there is no hell. Honestly, that's just the biggest lie Catholics tell you. Sorry, but um, <laughs> Catholics just you people. Yeah, people but then people weird. like you don't give things things these mysterious things words, and so we don't know what you're talking about either. <laughs> <laughs> Someone made up this place called hell, and then Catholics thought it was a good idea to tell everyone about it and um, just scare the crap out of everyone. The story, the story continues. Like Santa Claus. It's like, like there's no hell. <laughs> Okay, so where do these entities go? Where's the bad? Where's the, where's where's the genuine bad places? Um, places of great elsewhere. trauma. Places of great trauma, like battlefields, mm-hmm. um, graveyards. Probably there's probably a lot of people hanging, like physical, physical, hanging physical, out there. Physical locations. Sorry, yeah, physical locations. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was on Earth. That was important. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, <laughs> it was probably somewhere where. Open a worm. Other people take other people's lives, if we can say that, mm-hmm. um, in a bad mm-hmm. way, in a sacrificial way. Might make, might mm-hmm. make say that one. Mm-hmm. Something opposite from the Catholic Church might also say that. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so yeah, so then when they needed some help to the going to the light. Um, mm-hmm. So we started that out. Um, and, and so they come through knowing that you can help them. I don't like know. If- no, I don't know. I don't know how. Yeah, I don't know how that happened. There's, there was guardians mining the portal, so yeah, mm. they were looking after it till I closed it. <laughs> See, there's help at hand. You just don't realize how much help you're getting each day from your entourage, from beings, and like if you read those Dolores Cannon books, you pick up quite a, quite mm. a bit of stuff. So, um, mm. very helpful if you're um, into all this stuff. It's a well, great thanks. place to start. The Dolores human, human, being human is pretty challenging. It's kind of comforting to hear that there's like lots of guidance and it's, it's yeah, just, like there's yeah. just there's kind of like I wouldn't I don't want to say even, but there's probably more in the light than there is on the other side. Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like lights winning is that what they say these days? And the the good triumphs evil. The war on whatever it is. <laughs> Um, the light's winning. Um, well, you know, the light wins in the end anyway. So I just call them Team A and TB. And um, <laughs> Team A is nice and pretty neutral. well right now. <laughs> and, and Team B is a bit upset about it. So, um, yeah, it's, look, it's just it's, it's how you look at it. And 
it's a, it's your perspective, isn't it, on everything? Mm. So, oh, for sure. Yeah. I was curious before you when you were talking about like um, you know, like in dissociative identity identity disorder or multiple personalities, like we there's that idea of multiple parts, and in internal family systems IFS, which is the main therapy mode I use, we work with parts. So like we acknowledge that yep. all 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 people everyone's made up of parts yep and I guess I, yeah and I guess I hadn't thought about like maybe some of the parts we meet in therapy are spiritual parts but there's not that you know like as a therapist I don't necessarily I don't make a delineation like I don't, I'm not like this is an emotional part this is a mental part this is a physical part they're just parts um yeah so I was just I guess it was just like broadening my thinking about I think for the most part parts of self are alters like some personalities, alters, alter egos, ego parts, there's so many names for them. Mm. That's what most people have and everyone has them um, and they're just portions of consciousness that dissociate at the point of trauma. Yeah. Something simple like a teacher yelling at you and you're a kid and you just didn't have the mental resources to deal with it and that part yeah. could have just broken off. Yeah, so like those parts are identified in IFS as, as protectors because they protect the self. So well, the self up the self can't be damaged. The self is all remains whole. Yeah. These, then exactly as you said, like through trauma split off to protect the self. But then there's these other parts called like firefighters who come in like if like if the protectors don't do their job properly and something escapes, you know, like the, there's a reaction or a lash out or something, the firefighters come in to like pull it back together. So like I'm I'm wondering if like some of the like more complex parts could they could be entities, like who knows? They could be. Um, I have um, I have heard of one who had lots of, wasn't a client I had, it was another one I heard about, and there was lots of like childish um, children entities attached and there was this one entity who was more like an adult who was keeping them all in line mm. <laughs> and this entity said, no, 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 please don't get rid of me. I'm keeping all these other ones in line. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They'll, be, they'll be mischief. And the therapist didn't listen and they got rid of that one. Ooh. And then the person's life literally just turned upside down because all these children entities was running amok. Um, so, yeah, yeah, you can have that as well. So That would violate the terms of IFS, though, because you, everything you do within IFS, you have to have permission from all parts. Like you don't proceed if you don't have permission. So that therapist overrode their power as well. <laughs> Oh, uh, it wasn't traditional therapy. <laughs> it was weirdo spiritual stuff. <laughs> oh, probably not weirdo spiritual stuff. It was um, spirit releasement therapy. So it was probably a specialist who, mm. more like a psych. Who Using was, their discernment. Who, was, who thought they were doing the right thing because, yeah. you know, some of those awesome psychiatrists that wrote, you know, the spirit releasement techniques yeah. Um, yeah. who believed in a lot of this stuff that, um, you know, that, 50% of all mental illness is actually just entities, not organic at all. It's just attachments or you're possessed. Um, you know, they're the brave ones that kind of started this work. Yeah. Unfortunately, it hasn't evolved as big as you'd think it should be. Um, most well, because Big Pharma's got a louder voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah man, we can't make money off that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, it doesn't fit the medical model of making money. Um yeah, medicine's business. Hey, um, say that again. So fit, like fit. So there's sorry. The psychiatrist has said that fifty percent of mental illness is entities. Like, yeah. yeah. 
the ones I've you know come across yeah. and learnt from. No, no, like I like that 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 fits with that with that fits kind of with like my philosophy, like because I don't know, like if you've been crazy, you know that it's like not you. Do you know what I mean? Like that. I don't know. <laughs> well, I shall you crazy. shall you elaborate <laughs> on that story for us? Yeah, like we might save story. that for another episode. Yeah, but like, like in a history. nutshell, though, like part of my story is that like I had experienced like some significant mental health ch- challenges, crises, problems. Had a slew of diagnoses. Have experienced a lot of psycho- psychiatric medication and interventions. And the whole time, like there was this part of me that was like, "You're all fumbling around. No one knows what's going on to do with me. Like you don't. Nobody understands what the hell is actually going on with me." And I didn't know either, but I knew deep down that I wasn't any of the things that I was called. Like, and I didn't fit any of the like categories of crazy that that were cast for me. I mean, a lot of it, like it matched symptomology at times. But then I would I would shape shift I would transform once like once I got into category I'm like there's something new there's new behaviors to explore to express still trying to express what my soul was trying to express I guess yeah 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 so that'd be definitely interesting to unpack your story <laughs> Wouldn't um, it? In, in a deep dive episode um, but I think for today we probably better wrap it up because you and I just keep talking for ages <laughs> yeah yeah we could. Um, so should we wrap this one up and um, we can keep going yeah. with another one? This was a good intro. Yeah. Good Are intro. you all hooked? <laughs> Who wants more? <laughs> <laughs>